Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to go a completely different way than I intended to go this morning, so we're going to throw the notes away. And how many of you believe God with me? For a word for you. Amen? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the Spirit of the living God. Thank God that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Thank you, Lord, that there is emancipation from any and all bondage. Lord, I thank you that in this day, in this hour, we as a church, hallelujah, will not be ignorant of the times in which we live. But we will flow in the, in the goodness of God. We will flow in the power of God. And Lord, we give you praise and we give you thanksgiving for your sustaining love and your sustaining power upon each and every heart, each and every life, each and every member, each and every partner, and those in the San Francisco Bay Area. Lord, we give you the glory. We give you the honor and the praise, for it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, if you uh, look at the headlines or you listen to the news, you're going to see, you know, any number of different uh, titles. For example, uh, Hamas, uh, you know, sends more rockets into Israel. Israel sends more rockets over into Gaza. Um, you know, you wake up and see 6.0 earthquake in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, you turn on the news and you see what's going on over in the Middle East with ISIS and Iraq and uh, Afghanistan and Syria. And you know and you understand that uh, sooner or later, Russia is going to come down and going to invade Israel with other Muslim countries. But praise God, before that all happens, I believe that you and I are out of here. Amen. I believe this, that Jesus is coming soon. He's coming with us soon, but before he comes with us very soon, he's coming for us. And so I believe that we're going to be caught up together with the Lord to meet him in the air. I believe in the rapture of the church. Amen. I believe that the wrath of God is not reserved for his loved ones, for his family, but the wrath of God and judgment is reserved for a later time. Of which we shall be out of here. But now before the rapture happens, it's very obvious uh, we're facing a lot of perilous times. We face difficult times. The Apostle Paul addressed this in Timothy. He said that in the last days, perilous times will come or difficult times. Well, thank God we're on the winning side. And if we can learn to tap into the glory of God and to the grace of God with our faith... These times that are difficult, these times that are perilous, don't have to overtake us and don't have to overcome us. But rather, you and I can overcome the world, the flesh, the devil, and whatever is thrown our way by the blood of the Lamb and by the word or by the rhema of our testimony. In other words, living by faith and not by sight. Uh, John said it this way, for whatever or whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So I had this drop in my spirit this morning. I want to talk to you a little while this morning on how shall we live in the last days. We're living in the last days. And if we're alive in the last days, there must be a way for you and I to live in the last days. Amen? I mean, we're certainly not going to hide in a cave. We're certainly not going to pull the blanket over our head and the sheet over our head and hide. Amen? No, we need to be about our Father's business. 
We need to occupy until he comes. We need to be on deck, if you will, all hands on deck, serving the Lord faithfully, doing what he puts in our heart, amen, and winning as many people to Jesus as we possibly can before the trumpet sounds. And so how shall we live in the last days? Well, I'm glad you asked. Turn over to the book of Romans chapter 1. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Good to see you, man. Praise the Lord. Romans, the first chapter. And I want you to notice in uh, verse 16 and in verse 17. Thank you, Lord. Romans, the first chapter. Verse 16 and verse 17. Of course, in verse 16, he says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Amen? Amen. But notice verse 17 with me. It says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, The just shall live by faith. So we're told very clearly in the word of God, That those who have right standing with God, those that have been justified by God, shall live by faith. The question I have for you today is how shall the just live in the last days? So, the just shall live by faith. Now, another tremendous word for the word faith is the word trust. You know, you could probably think of a few scriptures yourself this morning concerning the word trust. One famous one is in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So when the word of God is talking about faith and living by faith, it's simply talking about trusting in God. And when you're trusting in God, you're trusting in his word. Now, why is that? Because very simply, God and His Word are one. You cannot separate the Word from God and God from His Word, for they are one. So when we live by faith and trust in God, we are trusting in Him. We are trusting in His Word, not only to sustain us, not only to keep us, but to cause us to overcome. We are not going from faith to faith and then fear. No, we're going from faith to faith. Amen? So the just then, they shall live by faith. Now you think of other scriptures concerning the word faith. Well, we walk by faith and what? We walk by faith and not by sight. That means that our lives are not to be regulated by what we see, by what we feel, by what we hear, by what our senses tell us. Amen? But when we are walking by faith and not by sight, we're really walking by sight of a higher kind. Sight and insight into His Word. So when we are walking by faith, we're walking by trust. Every day, I want to encourage you. To rise up and say, today, I shall live by faith. I put my trust in a faithful God. There are all sorts of opportunities around me to fail. But Lord, I thank you that through your word, as I live by faith, you are upholding me by the mighty word of your power. I'm living by faith. I'm talking by faith. I'm hearing by faith. And I am regulating my entire life because I trust you. And when you face a situation that 
you know, I mean, it, it may look very, very dangerous. It may look very hard. Put your life in the hands of a faithful God. And if something happens that you may not understand why it happened, you just look to the Lord and say, Lord, I trust you. I place my life in your hand. I refuse to worry about this. And I know that ultimately I'll come out on the other side victorious because you are a faithful God. You are a good God and you are on my side. And so then when we live by faith and we live by trust, then we know that he is on our side. But we're also declaring, Lord, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. I'm all in. I'm into the word. I'm into church. I'm into the things that cause your heart to beat. I am all in for you. Amen. So I'm living by faith. I'm trusting by faith. I'm talking by faith. I'm walking by my confidence in an awesome God. Amen. So then, when we do live by faith and make that decision, that is the exact opposite of living by fear. Amen? So, think about scriptures concerning fear. 2 Timothy 1.7. Who can quote it for me? Okay, what was just said is, for God's not given me a spirit of fear, but God's given me a spirit of faith. Amen? And instead of fear, I have a spirit of power. I have a spirit of love. And I have a spirit of a sound mind. Amen? Now, think about this in Philippians, the first chapter. And notice with me in verse, I believe it's in verse 28. Let's look over there. And uh, so when we are living our lives by faith, then we are not afraid of any bad reports. We are not afraid of uh, the potential for terrorism in America. Uh, We're not afraid to get on a jet and travel. We're not afraid to go out our front door and go for a walk around the block. We're not afraid to get in our automobile and drive down the street and go to the grocery store. Because after all, the boogeyman might be hiding in the shadows. No, we're not afraid of that. Now, we're cognizant of our surroundings and we're led by the Spirit of God. And we're doing our best to live in a a Spirit-controlled life so that we're not in the wrong place at the wrong time. But when you're living by faith and talking by faith, you're saying things like this. I'm always... Say it with me, I'm always in the right place at the right time. Is that right? And so when you declare that and you live by that and you trust God for that, He will see to it that you are in fact always, always in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time. You don't want to be doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. Doing the wrong thing at the wrong time opens up the door for wrong things. But I'm not talking about that today. We're talking about always being in the right place at the right time. He always causes us to triumph. He always causes us to win. There are days it may look like we're not winning, but according to the Word of God, we are winning. So, 
Don't be afraid to go for a walk. Don't be afraid to go to the grocery store. In Philippians chapter 1, and I want you to notice this in verse 28. I'm going to look at it from a couple translations. How then shall we live in these last days? We should live by faith. There is no higher way. There is no better way. There is no greater way than to live by love and to live by hope and to live by faith. It's God's way. And you know what? It's my way. And it's your way. Philippians chapter 1 and uh, verse 28 says, And in nothing terrified. Well, we know that when we live by faith, we're not to be terrified. Because there is no fear in love or faith. And in nothing terrified by our adversaries, which to them is an evident token or sign of their destruction, but to you of salvation and that of God. Nothing terrified. Now, I'm going to read this from the Amplified Version. Are you ready to shout a little? Yes. You were shouting earlier. You can shout now. <laughs> Philippians 1.28. Amplified says, Do not for a moment. Don't be frightened. Don't be intimidated in anything by your opponents or your adversaries. Ultimately, your adversary is the devil. Who walks about as a roaring lion... Seeking whom he may devour. It is the devil that is behind terrorism. It is the devil that is behind fear. It is the enemy of our soul that walks about seeking whom he may devour. But you who are living by trust and you who are living by faith have put your stake in the ground, and you are declaring, He may not devour me. He may not devour my household. He may not devour my body. He may not devour my finances. Come on now. He may not devour my chillin'. And He is looking for lunch. Right? But we ate His lunch. We're partaking of the bread of life, which is the children's bread. Amen. So, and do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents or adversaries. For such constancy and fearlessness. Now say this with me three times. I am fearless. I am fearless. I am fearless. Such constancy, such fearlessness, constancy, I like that, don't you? Such constancy. That's how we are to live in the last days. Not wishy-washy, not one day up, one day down, the next day almost level to the ground. No, we are to live consistently we are to be constant in our walk with him amen so this constancy and this fearlessness it will be a clear sign a proof and a seal to them 
of their impending destruction. Why do you think that the enemy's rising up so much in these days? Because he knows that his time is short. He knows that it's the last days. But you and I aren't moved by that. We're living constant. We're living consistent. We're living by trust. We're living by faith. Not faith in our faith, but faith in a good God. Faith in a faithful God. Faith in a God that will always cause you to win. Amen? Now, this constancy and this fearlessness, here's what it'll be. It'll be a sign, a proof, and a seal to them of their impending destruction. Amen. You need to just talk down to the devil. Just talk down to that rat. Hey, rat, in Jesus' name, you're not only down, but you're going down further. He's going down. Down, down, down. Down, down where? Down, down, down to the bottomless pit. Amen. And so, of their impending destruction, but it is a sure token and it's evidence and proof of your deliverance and your salvation. And that comes only in and through God. Let's lift our hands and thank Him for it. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Now, I read this this morning. I heard there was an earthquake. I didn't feel it. And, uh, you know, just some of us are more spiritual than others, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ha ha's right. You look cute this morning. I can't believe you're turning 60. Woo! 60 and sizzling, baby. <laughs> yeah, glory to God. God is good. He's good all the time. And all the time, God is good. That makes me think about Brother Jimmy Richardson. First time I ever heard that, I said, God is good all the time. And then he said, all the time, God is good. Amen? He's good. Now, I read this this morning out of Psalm 46. You don't need to turn there. It's a different translation we probably don't have. But Psalm 46, verse 1 and 2. It says, God is our protection. And he is our source of strength. He is always ready to help us in times of trouble. Amen? Now, he's there to help, but why don't we then give him something to work with? Amen? Let's tap into that grace of protection, that grace of his goodness with our faith. So there's help that's available to all. So in verse 2, he says, So we are not afraid when the earth quakes. And we are not afraid when the mountains fall into the sea. We're not afraid when the seas become rough and dark and the mountains tremble. Why is that? Because there's a river whose, string, whose streams bring happiness to God's city, to God's people. God is in that city. 
So we'll never be destroyed. He's there to help even before sunrise. Nations are going to shake. It's happening with fear. And kingdoms will certainly fall. When God shouts and makes the earth move. The Lord is all powerful is with us. Look at the powerful things that he's done. Look, my dear brothers and sisters, what he's already done in your life. Look what he's already brought you through. Look at the past and trace and see the faithfulness and the goodness and the mercy and the protection and the help from your father God. Oh, my goodness. You could shout about it all day long. We sing that song, look what the Lord has done. But you know what? He's not finished yet. Because he who has begun a good work in you, he's going to complete it. He's going to perform it. He is the great performer. He is the great promise keeper. So give him a promise to perform. Give him a promise to perform. How do I give him a promise to perform? Believe his promises in your heart and speak his promises with your mouth and he will watch over the promises that he promised you and he will perform it. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give him something to work with right now. Say it with me. My God is my supplier. My God is my healer. My God is my refuge. My God is my fortress. I trust in you. I rely on you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. My, my, my. All of heaven stands at attention at the name above every name. The name of which we sang about earlier. But heaven also stands at attention, watching to and fro throughout the whole earth to perform his word on behalf of people who will walk by faith and not by sight. Yea, and even the angels go forth as you say my word, saith the Lord. So do not back off in this day and in this hour, but fill your heart with my word and with my power. And stir yourself up daily and regularly declare my word and speak my word and you shall see the goodness of the Lord all around thee. Hallelujah. I believe that's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Amen. Woo! Glory to God. I am the body of Christ. And Satan has no power over me. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your word and your spirit comfort me. I'm far from oppression, and fear does not come nigh me. Well, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper, for my righteousness is of the Lord. Amen. Get a little sassy where the devil's concerned. I guarantee you he's been talking to you. Now you need to talk back. Amen. Look at the powerful things the Lord has done. See the awesome things he's done on earth. He stops wars all over the world. He breaks the soldiers' bows, shatters their spears, and burns their shields. God says, stop fighting. Know that I am God. I am the one who defeats the nations. I am the one who controls the world. He's the one. He's the one. 
that's upholding all things by the word of his power. And so as we approach the end of days, and as we are in this little sliver of time between dispensations, between the church age and the coming of the Lord and the millennium, and while we're in this little sliver of time, let us not drop the ball. Let us not draw back in fear. But let us stay confident in Him, like Hebrews said. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you may what? You may inherit the promises. Amen? For yet a little while, he that will come will come. But mark it down. In this sliver of time, the just shall live by faith. How shall the just live? How shall the just live? Who are the just? Who are the just? And how shall the just live? The just shall live by? The just shall live by trust. The just shall live by faith. Now, I know sometimes I quote the word a lot. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 10. And let's notice what we just quoted. And Mona, thank you, by the way. I forgot the last part of that verse. (laughs) Pays to have a congregation that knows the word. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's look at this. Verse 35 and 36. Thank you, Lord. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Is there a reward in these last days for those who will live by faith? He is a rewarder of those who do what? Diligently seek him. The first part of the verse says, without faith you can't please him. Amen? So if you're going to please God in the last days, you'll live by faith and there'll be rewards. Amen. And then notice with me in verse 36. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Verse 37. For yet a little while and he that shall come will come and he will not what? His coming is as sure as the sun rose this morning. He's coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 38. Now read it with me. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Verse 39. This is us, right? Verse 39, is this you? Let's read it together. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe. Look at your neighbor and say, we're not of them that draw back. Hallelujah. We are of them that enter in. We are of them in this day that will reap the harvest that God has promised. 
We are the reaping generation. Amen. And that's good news now. If you've been sowing good things, you're going to reap good things. Look over at Galatians, the sixth chapter. Notice this. Galatians chapter 6. Oh, thank God it's harvest time. Tony, was it easy to witness to people at the Zucchini Festival? Very easy. Very easy. People were anointed to give the word out. Yeah. They were loving. Yeah. Peace of God is there and the joy of the Lord is there. Would you say that it was a struggle to get people saved? We could say then that it's almost like fish are just jumping in the boat. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's harvest time. Yes, it's harvest time. Listen, don't be intimidated to open your mouth and tell people about how much God loves them. You know, you don't have to, to, to give them the whole uh, Pauline epistles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't have to explain to them the entire book of Revelation. Please don't wade out in the book of Revelation. You might drown somebody, including yourself. Yesterday, uh, several people were on the parking lot and got saved. I assume it was the same yesterday. People are just, they're wanting to hear about Jesus. They're wanting. I believe this, and we've been, we've been talking a lot on Wednesday night that restoration is in the air. I also believe that harvest is in the air. Yes. We're that harvesting generation. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen? Amen? Now, uh, in, in Galatians, the sixth chapter, notice with me in verse, uh, verse 7 uh, through 9. He said, be not deceived. Now, the mere fact that he told us not to be deceived tells us that there is a potential for all of us to be deceived. True. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's not be deceived in this day and this hour. Amen? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. The Amplified says God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions. Our God's not mocked. Yes, but uh, I'm a professor, and I have a Ph.D., and I'm educated, and I just don't know about the creation. You may not know about the creation, fool, but the creation was created by the Creator. We didn't come from apes. Amen? God's not mocked, anyway. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You know, God's the best farmer of all time. He planted a seed in the earth. His name was Jesus. And then Jesus, who was planted, who was hung on a cross, died and was buried and was raised, he took that seed and raised him up. And he became, the Bible says, the firstborn among many brethren. 
I don't know what my number is, but I, my, I'm in there somewhere. Me too. Amen. Yeah. We're heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus. The biggest, the greatest farmer of all time is our Father God. And he said, you know what? I'll not be mocked because I know that whatever a man sows, that and that only is he going to reap. Hallelujah. It's reaping time. It's reaping time. It's time for you to reap that wealth. It's time for you to reap that healing. It's time for you to reap that harvest of souls in your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 8, he that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit, say it with me, I'm sowing in these last days to the Spirit. And I shall of the Spirit. I'm going to reap life everlasting. And then verse 9, let's read that together. Notice that with me. So let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Just in my spirit, the Spirit of God said this to me. It's now due season. It's your season. It's the church's season. It's a season of harvest. It's a new day. Amen. Now look over at James, the fifth chapter. I like preaching like this. Because you just follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Say with me, I am the just. And as the just, I shall live by. I shall regulate my life by. By trust. You know, if God says it's due season, I believe he's right. If God says that we're the reaping generation, I believe it. James, the fifth chapter, and notice with me in verse uh, 8. Verse 8, he says, Be patient and establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is doing what? It's drawn nigh. But notice verse 7. Let's back up just one verse. He says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he receives something. What is he receiving? He's receiving the early and the latter rain. So be patient and establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draws nigh. We are living in the last of the last days. We are living in the time of the latter rain. Now a farmer... Back in those days, when he was talking about the former and the latter rain, to prepare the soil, it took about maybe an inch to three inches of water. But during the time, right before harvest, it was at least 13 inches. The glory of this latter house, which we're a part of, is going to be greater than the glory of the former. Someone say greater. And so because that is true then, and because we're living our lives by faith, we should then be expecting in this day, in this hour, 
to be reaping a great harvest for the glory of God. Everyone say, great God, great harvest. We are in that season where we are the reaping generation. So we live by, we conduct our lives by faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. There's no other way to live than to live by faith in His presence. In His presence. You know, in Psalms 91, let's look over there in verse 1 and 2. We as the just shall live by faith, but we as the just shall also live then in vital union and in vital communion with Him. Say with me, I'm choosing to live my life in vital union and vital communion with Him. Now this afternoon, because we don't have time to look at it, if we did have time, we could go through the entire book of John, chapter 15. And you would see in John 15, the thought is this, live in me and I will live in you. Or abide in me and I will abide in you. Let your words abide in you. Let my words live in you. And you will ask what you will and it shall be done unto you, for you. He goes on to say things like this, without me you can't do anything. And so the thought that Jesus is, is, is getting over in John 15 is, look, live in union with me. Stay vitally united to the vine. He said, I am the vine, and what are we? We're the branches. If the branch gets cut off from the vine, guess what happens to the branch? It dies. Okay? Or it gets in great trouble. So I do not want to live my life in these last days apart from Him. How about you? And so the second point in this sermon, this message, or whatever it is, this dissertation, is live in Him. Live in union with Him. Daily. Every day. How do I do that? You read about Him. You fellowship with Him. Look at Psalm 91, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 91, verse 1 says this, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide where? I love that. I mean, that'll preach right there. The shadow of the Almighty is the shadow of El Shaddai. Amen? But he that dwelleth or he that lives in vital union with him in that secret place of the Most High, he shall abide or he shall be protected under his wings and under the shadow of El Shaddai. Man, what a great place to live. Notice verse 2. I will say of the Lord, and this is where your faith is again, this is where faith comes in. I will say of the Lord, let's say it together, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, He is my God, and in Him I will trust. 
So we're not really dwelling in him and living him in him in that secret place unless we're living by trust. Notice verse 3. Verse 3. He surely, he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. You know what R.W. Shambach said, don't you? <laughs> He says, you know what? The Bible calls him a fowler because he's always trying to foul things up. But thank God he's going to deliver you. He delivers us from the things that the devil's trying to foul up. Trying to foul up the government. Trying to foul up this. Trying to foul that up. Thank God we're living in him. And he has the answer. For all messes. So he says, well, I'm going through a mess right now. Well, guess what? Your message, your mess can turn into a message. Your trial can turn into a triumph. You've heard it before. Your test can turn into a testimony. Because he delivers me from the snare of the fowl and from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4. Verse 4. He will cover me with his feathers and under his wings I will trust. His word shall be my shield and it shall be my buckler. Verse 5. I will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. Verse 6. Nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Verse 7. A thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand. But it shall not come. Sound like Mountain Mike and Duck Dynasty. How shall the just live? They'll live by faith. How shall the just live? They shall live authoritatively. It shall not come near me. So I'm dwelling in this secret place. Verse 8. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9. Because I've made the Lord my refuge, I've chose to live in Him. Because I make Him my habitation. Let's declare this together. Verse 10. There shall no evil befall me. Neither shall any plague. Say it one more time. There shall no evil befall me. Neither shall any plague. Now look verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over me. Amen. So what have we said this morning? We're living in the last days. We're living by faith, we're living by trust, and we're living in vital union with Him. And, we threw this in, we should live authoritatively. The last one I want to talk to you about, just for a couple moments, is let us make sure that not only are we living in vital union with Him, but that we're living in community with His people. We need each other. We need one another's faith. We need one another's love. Amen? Amen. Live in community. Find out what 
is going on in your local church. And get connected. And as you get connected with what's happening in your church, you'll find community. You'll find brotherhood. You'll find sisterhood. You'll find not only a place of grace for you to serve, but in that place of grace while you're serving, you know, God just can connect you with some wonderful people. He can connect you supernaturally with some real godly relationships. Live in community. Live in community. Hebrews says it like this, that, you know, not only should we not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but in that context of Hebrews, he tells us that we are to exhort one another so much the more as we see the day approaching. Amen? So I don't believe that we ought to be gathering less and less. I believe in community we ought to be gathering more and more. And as we gather more and more, we get more encouragement, we get more grace, and we just walk in Him in a safe place. Let's all stand to our feet. Amen.